Hey everybody, welcome to the Adventist Hoops podcast. Today, historic day, never had more than one person on, and today we have the Essex boys of Union College, Blake and Braden Essex. Welcome to the Adventist Hoops podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So I got to confess, my history with these guys goes back all the way to Colorado, uh, Littleton, Seventh-day Adventist Church, gym, uh, playing pickup basketball, started you know, we, I moved there like 2010. And so I started playing with your dad and his group of guys and you guys were just kids. I don't know how old you would have been in 2010, but yeah. every week Blake and Braden were there, you know, just watching in between games shooting. And so I, I have to ask you, was there any choice? Were you going to love basketball no matter what with your dad, Todd, was he just going to like force it? Or was that something you guys wanted to come with him every Sunday? Cause you were there every, every week. I mean, I wouldn't say we were forced to love it, but we were just exposed to it so much that like the love kind of just grew. And then being so young and watching all of you guys, you adults play, it was just like we wanted to do that. So we always wanted to be around it. So Yeah, I mean, it was just a good time. Just every week it was something we looked forward to. And just it was just, I guess, in our family, just basketball. Yeah. So we just grew up with it. And your dad played at Union College back in the day, uh, legend at Union College. Now you guys are there, which is a special family story as well. Do you think that those runs that you would come to as a kid, did they influence you at all? Because you didn't necessarily play ever until maybe, Blake, I think I remember playing with you once, maybe when you got into like eighth grade or or something, you know, as you were getting bigger, you hopped in if we needed a 10th. But uh, usually you guys were just there watching. I mean, did that influence you at all? Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, playing in that definitely helped me, like, when I was starting to learn how to play in middle school and high school, just how to process the game, just being able to watch all you guys that have played at a high level. Most everybody there has played in college. So just being able to see how you guys processed it and the kind of uh, off-ball movement and screens and the passing and stuff, that, that just helped my basketball mind, like, come to life. And it's influenced me to this day of how I play, so... And you guys went to Mile High Academy. I got my Mile High Academy uh, Mustang sweatshirt on there. I coached a couple of years while I lived there in Denver. And Mm -hmm. I didn't get to coach you guys, though, because I ended up moving away um, shortly before you got into middle school. Or No, you were in middle school, Blake, I I believe. Um, You you guys scrimmaged our our JV. Uh, We did not have the same level of skill at the JV level or experience. And... uh, I wasn't keeping track. I know you guys were keeping track. I'm sure it was, let's just say, let's call it a a, a tie that we had, but you guys had a great kind of generation of players that came up through middle school there at Mile High Academy. And then in high school, was that the first, was one of your years, the first year that Mile High was eligible to play in the uh, state playoffs? Yeah. So my freshman year, we weren't part of a league yet. So we didn't have any playoffs. We just went to union tournament. And then my sophomore year, we joined 5280. So we were able to play for state. And then sophomore, junior, and senior, we made state playoffs each year and made the elite or final four my junior year before COVID shut us down. So, yeah. Wow. So, you, so Blake, you did not have a senior, a regular senior season? No, senior year, we, we actually only played like 12 games in comparison to around 25, which we would have. And we only played the second half of the year. I feel so bad for all of you seniors. I mean, I was here in Sacramento at Sacramento Academy as that was happening. And we had, you know, kind of 
same situation as you, you, you know, you guys are great players and then your senior season kind of gets robbed from you. So that, that is really a, that's probably as a, from a basketball perspective, one of the worst things that came out of COVID is those seniors, they just missed out on that. So uh, what was it like for that school to enter into the state playoffs and, and have success? I mean, what was that experience like? Well, I mean, it was great. Like just being able to play for something more is always nice. Just being able to compete like before joining the playoffs, our end of the year was union tournament, which is a nice way to end it. But after that, just being able to come back and compete for that state championship, I think that was a big deal. And the fact that we were competitive, like all three years that I was there, is, it was great. What was that experience like, Braden, playing in a playoff atmosphere and going to different venues for, for and, you know, trying to get to, um, well, at that point it was Pepsi Center. What yeah, is it, yeah. ball, ball Arena now? Yeah, Ball Arena. No, like all those different experiences were so fun and just to be a part of. I was a little freshman at the time when he was a junior, but I was playing solid minutes and it was just so fun to go to those big stadiums and play in the final eight game and play in our district championship game. And then unfortunately it got cut short when we made it to the final four. They canceled it due to COVID, but all those playing the high stakes, big arenas, I'll never forget it. It was fun. Mm -hmm. So we'll just say Mile High won won the championship that year. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. what was the what was the rankings though? I mean, were you, you know, was it realistic for you to be competitive in that championship game if you oh, got there? Yeah. So the out of the four teams left, we were like right there at the top and the other team that was ranked like similar to us their best player actually uh hurt his knee in in the elite eight game so and my dad had scouted all the other teams and he said we had a great chance like to to win yeah. the whole so we were ah. confident. sorry to bring up sorry to bring up these painful memories but <laughs> but uh great success during your guys time there at mile high Blake, you, you graduated and went to Union College. Braden, at that point, you, I believe, moved to, to uh, Dallas. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes. And so tell me about your last couple of years at North Dallas Academy. Oh, man. It was a blast. So, like, at first, like, I was a little nervous moving in the middle of high school. But North Dallas, of course, in the Adventist world, is known for their basketball program. And just going, going from Mile High to North Dallas was a big adjustment but I feel like I was welcomed and I had one of my, some of my best two years down in North Dallas and had a lot of fun. So it was, it was great. Now you guys mentioned the Southwestern tournament um, or maybe you didn't, but you, you mentioned the union tournament, but I know that you played Braden in the uh, Southwestern. Blake, did you ever get to play there? I played my freshman year. Yeah. Your freshman year. We made the championship for the lower schools. Okay. That tournament seems like it's the biggest of any of the Adventist tournaments, what was yeah. the experience like playing at the Southwestern tournament? Because I've never been there, so I actually don't know that much about it. Swalu, Swalu's tournament was one of the most fun and well-organized tournaments that I've like been a part of. And just like the atmosphere, every game, like it's so intense. And the talent, the talent there is like, it's better than I've ever played um, before college. So, so just being a part of that and the Saturday night games, or like nothing else. It was a great experience. Sounds like a lot of people, a lot of people coming from out of state, a uh, great environment. Mm -hmm. uh, I have been to Union College tournament at least once or twice. And uh, 
I think that's a great tournament too. And you guys went to that every year. What, what, uh, what was that experience like going there from, from Denver? I assume you didn't go there, uh, from North Dallas, Braden. Yeah. yeah. So well, my freshman year, we had a really good team. We had a point guard, Jaden Harris, who was really good. I don't know if you remember him, Yeah. but we actually won union tournament our freshman year. We beat Andrews in the championship. So that was a great experience. And then just from there on out, um, the tournament got more exposure, more teams started coming. North Dallas came uh, after that, before the last two years because of their playoffs. But North Dallas came, FLA came, like it expanded a lot. And like the company. Spencerville back in Maryland, I remember they showed yeah. up one year. And yeah, yeah they came. So it, it expanded a lot. So. Especially Blake, since you've, it's, you know, you're a few years removed from participating in an academy tournament. Yeah. What did you take beyond basketball from the tournaments that you participated in as a high schooler? Well, first off, like just all the friendships you get with the other uh, schools, like while you're in it, you you think of them as competition and you're like, oh, I don't like this, like these players because they're good and I'm going against them. But some of those players that I was like being competitive with are my best friends on unions tournament or unions team now. So like yeah. Garrett Fortney, he was the guy at CVA. I just was like, ah, oh, I don't like Garrett. Like we want to beat CVA, but now like we're, we're best buds, Derek, Dan, I have a ton of friends from it. So just those experiences, being able to relate to each other and then just carry that into college. It's probably the biggest thing. Braden, I got to ask you, uh, has Blake ever just, exploded like just gone into a rage on anybody on the court he seems so just calm mild-mannered meek and mild but is he, is he pretty composed anytime okay. he steps on the floor or has has he ever just gone off on somebody i'm just curious there was a ever got a tech high school where my dad would would poke the bear a little bit just to get like a little more fired up and we actually had a state playoff game against one of our rivals, and we weren't playing in the first half at all. My dad poked the bear at Blake, and he ended with 37, just played angry. But if there's anybody – here's a, he doesn't get mad at the other players. If there's anybody that can get under your skin and make him mad, it's me. So, so I kind of used that to our advantage to get him, to get him going a little so bit. So what's an example of what you would do? I mean, I just tell him, like – <laughs> be like Blake you're the biggest dude out there you gotta act like it or like yeah just like play a little stronger and get to your spots and he takes he takes it well and starts playing a little better the one thing that worked the best like would be when my dad would flick my ears I don't know why <laughs> but he would just flick my ears to like get me angry and then I would just play more aggressively and I haven't done that in college nobody's flicked my ears but Oh, Braden, you know, maybe you could step now. into that role here this season. Yeah, Braden has to do that. But I would say what works now to just kind of get me into that zone is just calling me out because I can get kind of like, oh, level-headed, complacent, like, guys, we got this, all this stuff. But if somebody, like, just calls me out and tells me, like, we need you right now, like like what Braden was saying, that's when I kind of kick it up a notch, I would say. But I'm I'm still a very mellow player. Like, I don't, I don't have high and low emotions, I would say. You guys mentioned, uh, or Braden, you mentioned that Blake's the biggest guy out here in a lot of games. The Essex family is large. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember how tall your dad is. Six, 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 five. six five. Yeah, Braden, you're six five as well. Is yes, that right? Sir. Yeah. And Blake's six nine. Yep. So it's a, a large family. 
beautiful family. Love you guys. Miss you guys. And uh, you your dad, man, he, he set up a, a years long, you know, pick up basketball um, arrangement that I've copied and I do here in Sacramento. So I always have love for, for him and for you guys. So shout out to Todd and Michelle. Awesome. Awesome people. Great parents. I, I, what, what influence did they have on you just as people and that you feel has translated into making you a better basketball player? Man, I would just say like my dad and my mom, they've just been such great influences. And then my mom actually played college basketball at Union too and volleyball. Okay. So, so probably knew that at some just, point. Yep. Both of them just being athletes and just so understanding and involved throughout our lives have just been such amazing support. And just we've looked up to them our whole lives. So just having them in our corners and throughout the way has just been amazing. Yeah, I would I would add like with my mom, she just is she's like me. She's like level headed and mellow. She always taught me to not get too high with the highs, not get too low with the lows. And that's something the union team says all the time. So I, I hear it all the time. And then for my dad specifically, like just he's helped me with my mentality, like when things aren't going my way, like to keep uh, to keep my head up. Um, and then he always mentions the phrase pressure is a privilege, like just having that in the back of your mind, like, oh, if you're in a high stakes game, like that's a privilege to be there. Like, don't don't get too cocky about it or don't like get too low about it. Like just embrace everything and have fun no matter what you're doing. So great wisdom. Mm -hmm. Braden, you are always so supportive of your older brother. I mean, anytime I we've communicated, you know, you know, or he's had a highlight posted. I mean, you're just, you're excited for him. You, how proud of you are your, of your big brother, Blake? Man, my whole life, I've just looked up to Blake. Um, and like, I've, I've never thought of it as being in his shadow. Like we've never, we've never like, that's not been our relationship. Like we're each other's biggest fans, you know? And when I was coming to union, he was the one wanting me to come so bad. So like, we're just each other's biggest fans and we support each other throughout and when I see him succeed it makes me happy so that's why we cheer for each other and just looked up to him my whole life so it's been good seeing him succeed Blake what has it meant for you how special is it for you to have your brother on on your team in college now oh it's it's great I still remember him as a little freshman at mile high coming in and just being that knockdown shooter for us like he contributed so much then and then seeing his uh, game grow in North Dallas like I just would watch all of his high school games and be like, I want to play with him again. Like we, the brother chemistry thing is real. Like, mm -hmm. You kind of just have that intuition, like how each other are going to play. So just being able to like play with him again has been so, so awesome. Amazing. And I can't wait to keep doing it these next year and a half. So what were some of your battles like in, uh, you know, at the, on the court at the Essex household one-on-one -on -one <laughs> growing up? Oh, I mean, it's it's very competitive some blood sweat and tears for sure <laughs> i would say Braden. so i'm i'm a post player so i i'm more of like the back to the basket like back him down like play dirty Braden is definitely a one-on-one -on -one, like create his own shot like dribble so it kind of depends what drill we're doing i would say but if it's one-on-one -on -one, he's definitely going to take me i would say he he snatched my ankles a few times for sure it's it's tough to go against someone who's always bigger than you. So I'm sure that was a, that was a big help for you growing up. Yeah. Like having Blake, like we play so much and getting used to him defending. Like if I can get my shot off over Blake, I can get it off over anybody. So just going against Blake 
and trying different moves and different one-on-one -on -one drills, like it's helped so much. So we make each other better, pushing each other. Braden, you mentioned what you say to Blake in, in games. Now, Blake, you have your brother here on your team this year. What are you telling him in games? Oh, I mean, so this year, like being a freshman, trying to figure out like where he fits on the team and like what his role is and stuff. I've just seen the type of player he is outside of just like at Union. So I'm very confident in his abilities. So the biggest thing I've tried to do so far is just like get his confidence up, like get him more comfortable. So I tell him all the time, like, if you catch it, like just catch and shoot, make quick decisions. Like don't second guess yourself because then it allows the defense to catch up. So I'd say right now it's really just getting him confident in his own game and just getting used to that um, speed of college basketball right now. Yeah, for sure. And having somebody be like, hey, when you when you catch it, shoot it. And having that confidence that it's going to go in makes you feel better as a shooter. And just overall, you want to play a little harder and just overall play play confident and just having that from one of your better players is, is amazing. So that's fantastic. Yeah. There's nothing like motivation of you have to shoot the shot. We need you to shoot this shot. I've, you know, I'm a Sacramento Kings fan here in Sacramento and um, Keegan Murray was, has been reluctant to shoot threes, even though he, you know, I think he broke either the Kings rookie record or the, the rookie NBA record, I think. Right. Yeah. For threes in a, his rookie season. So Coach Mike Brown is like, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna pull you out if you don't take the three, right? So that's that's huge yeah. to have that confidence from from behind, yeah. So, so what, Braden, for you, what has been the biggest adjustment going from high school to college basketball? I mean, yeah, I'd say like the two main things are like um, how much more physical it is, and then yeah, just the physical aspect and then the mental aspect. Um, is totally different in college and like learning different rotations and just how an offense should flow like the mental side of it I feel like I've adjusted pretty well to that just because I've been around basketball my entire life like you were saying but then just the physical aspect you know you got to get in the gym more and you got to play stronger you got to like nothing's easy in college so the physical and mental has been the two biggest adjustments and Blake described you as being a you know being able to create your own shot and being a shooter or is that pretty much where you're at you're out on the wing usually um and Blake is kind of the anchor in in the middle yeah I'm like I I feed it into Blake from the wing um entry passer and then yeah I, I like to play on the wing and Blake's a post player and it's nice that we don't play the same position and we can complement each other right rather than that is fun play. So you're not just waiting behind him to get in. Yeah. You exactly. can play together. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I've, I've been able to watch a couple of your games this year and you have great guards, uh, some shooters. Uh, how has the season gone from what your expectation was uh, coming into from the off season? So just this off season, we had a great record last year. I'm pretty sure you've talked about it on a podcast. We were one of the two Adventist teams to have over 500 records. So we had a great record. We didn't, we only had one person graduate. And then we had a couple uh, good freshmen coming in, such as Braden. So our expectations were high. And we, we believe that we should be winning a lot of our games, be very competitive. And before, um, last off season coach drew just mentioned to the team he was like you guys saw what happened with unc they made the um the championship game in march madness and then the next year they didn't even make the tournament 
So he just was encouraging us, like, don't let that happen. Stay hungry. Uh, come into every game, like, with that hunger, that good mentality. And I feel like we've done that. We've just had a little bit of ups and downs. We're three and five right now going into the second semester. And we could easily be six and six and five or yeah, six and two, yeah, six and two, whatever. So, yeah. like, I feel and, I'm confident going into this next semester. And you guys, Union College, soon to be university, by the way, for everybody out there. Are you, by the way, do you guys, are you excited about that name change or do you care or? Uh, I'm just glad they kept union in the name because they were throwing out some options that didn't have union. So, oh, really? Like what? Yeah. Like Prescott University, Mid-America Adventist University. Yeah. So I'm glad they kept union for sure. More simple. I'm glad they <laughs> Interesting. I hadn't heard that. Well, yeah, Union Adventist University next year, right? Yep. Yep. In May. Uh, Union play is independent, basically, correct? And then plays as a part of the UC, USCAA for the for the national championship, not national tournament? I can't we're, recall. Right now, we're part of the ACCA. I can't ACCA. remember what exactly okay. it stands for, but it's like Athletic Christian College Association. I think. Okay. And we're, we're actively trying to get into the NCCAA, which is the National Christian College Athletic Association. Got it. Okay. And so are most of the schools you're playing a part of ACCA, or is that more of a like national tournament at the end of the season? Um, most of the teams we play are actually part of NCCAA, which okay. is why we're trying to join the league because yeah. we play them already. Yeah. And the tournament we go to, there we go to the ACCA tournament. There's about like six to eight teams. And then there's a bigger tournament of the NCCAA teams, like after, which is what we're trying to join. So got it. A little bit of a mixture. So for people that maybe aren't familiar with, you know, that association and with Union College, what is the competition like? I mean, what are the sizes of these teams and these players that you're playing against? What is the skill level? How would you describe it? I mean, some people may be like, oh, that level of basketball, you don't take it serious. But at this point, if you're playing college basketball, you're a good basketball player. So the level is that everybody can shoot. Everybody's got strength. Um, every team is well coached. So as far as the competition and the skill level, I mean, it's definitely been a step up from high school and it's, it's really competitive. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody that's playing at college, I don't care where it is. You know, if you're playing at a junior college, if you're playing, for you know USCAA USCCA I can't I always get them mixed up um NCCAA whatever whatever these all these different associations are like you're a young adult you're fast you can shoot most likely yeah. whether it's NAI NCAA whatever people can play at any level and you know even talking to people that played in NAI school well there's lots of NCAA talent that comes to the NAI, NAI level and you know that there's NAI level talent at, at you know ACCA uh, yeah. as well. So great players. They're all men at this point physically. Yeah. So absolutely. Sorry, you're going to say something, Blake. No, I just was going to say like Braden mentioned, oh, you're the biggest, baddest guy on the court. All these teams we play have people the same size as me. So it's not like we're just yeah. overpowering and yeah. like we have way more height and all this stuff. Like we play. And you're not even the tallest guy in your team, right? Yeah, no, we have a seven footer actually. Yeah, <laughs> from Africa. So. Yeah, I'm not the tallest guy. Like we play equal competition to us. So it's it's been nice being competitive in all our games that we've had. So if 
people have never been inside the Union College slash University Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. What is the experience like when that place is rocking? When the Thunderdome has good energy, I mean, there's no other gym like it. It's just, it's a staple on the Union campus. It's been there for over a hundred years or something like that. And it's just, it's just one of the best places to be um, on a Saturday night game with the whole arena filled. It's one of the best places to be. I think it's a great name too. I think it's one of the best names in Adventist basketball. I put out a poll a while back on Instagram I think there's only four of our schools that have nicknames for their gyms. Thunderdome at Union, the Covered Wagon at PUC, my alma mater. I think that one is, you know, creative. Fits in yeah. with the Pioneers mascot. We have the the Pit at Washington Adventist University. And then we have the Lion's Den. People voted the Lion's Den as the best the best gym name, but that was know. a good gym. I've yeah. been there before, so it was fun. <laughs> So as you look forward through the rest of this season, what is your expectation uh, based off of how you've, how the team has been gelling and progressing? It's, you know, I think for any team, you're not going to, you're not expecting to win all of your games. You have tough, you try to make your schedule tough, especially in the beginning of the season. As you're progressing, what is your expectation heading towards the end of the season and, and uh, you know, potentially a tournament? So... Uh, I would say our expectation now is to just keep building off of like the chemistry we've been um, growing this first semester. Like we've had a lot of hard games, like you've said, we've scheduled uh, those, those tougher teams to start with and a lot of road games. So we kind of get a stretch here the second semester of a lot of home games, a lot of people in our league specifically. So just kind of showing people that like, we're here to be competitive. We're here to stay and like to defend our home court. That's the expectation right now. And I would say I'm just ecstatic right now. Just I'm I'm missing playing basketball in college. We've been off for three weeks or so. And I'm just ready to go back and just get to work. And like Blake said, like the first semester, we've worked on our chemistry and like gelling as a team. So we're going to come second semester just ready to play. And we have an Adventist tournament right around the corner that we're really excited for to go go have some fun. Yeah, we're recording this during Christmas break. Yeah. It's January 2024 now. Uh, talk about that tournament. Who's going to be there? What is what? When is it? Yeah. So um, the three main Adventist teams that come are Swahu, Andrews, and Union, and they've done it consistently the last two years. And it's always really competitive. Like last year, um, Swahu beat Union, and then Swahu or Andrews beat Swahu, Andrews beat Swahu, and then we beat Andrews. So it's like it's oh, wow. very competitive and all the games are really close. So now that it's being hosted at Union and we're going to have a, a game against Andrews on a Saturday night, it's going to be really fun. The energy should be good. Did you mention the date? It's um MLK weekend. So okay. the January. January 11th to the 13th or something like that. Okay. So coming up. Yep. Well, man, we got to see if we can – get some correspondence, some Adventist Hoops correspondence covering those games. That's exciting. So you don't get to play each team? So we play, yeah, every team plays each other. So okay. our schedule, we're playing Swahoo on Friday. Okay, like okay. Afternoon, and then we play Andrews and then on Saturday night. And then we play this, a team from Illinois that is in the same league as Andrews that wanted to come down. We're playing them on Sunday. And each team will play each other. 
the girls teams are playing as well so nice awesome well that's exciting that'll be fun to look forward to so we'll be sure to see how we can cover that uh you mentioned a team from illinois you guys play teams i believe in missouri and you know just all across what's the travel like for union college basketball so we we try to keep it like that missouri is our furthest trip which it's like six hours so we we go up to six hours for the day trips it's in the bus so we get back at like 2 a.m that's probably the longest they're normally around like three hours is probably the yeah. average i tried to do a instagram live with coach drew uh on the way back from that game, I think, and you were probably in cornfields with no reception. It didn't really work out, but yeah. I was like, so you guys like <laughs> me and my old mind. And at this point, I'm like, so you guys like spend the night. And he's like, no, they got to get back for school the next day. What has the transition been like for you, Braden, this year to, you know, not only are you playing basketball, lots of practice, all this travel late nights. How are you balancing all of that with school? Yeah, I mean, it's tough when you get back at 2 a.m. and have to go to a, an 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock class. But coming to Union and being um, doing more of the generals and just the starter level classes, I've just adjusted well to that. And um, they haven't been too challenging out the gate. So I personally love the away games just because I have a bunch of fun and hanging out with the, the team. But getting back late and waking up early is a bit of a challenge, but I love it. Yeah, some of those rides going to games or back home especially from games are some of the most fun yeah. times <laughs> we'll just leave it at that crazy stuff can happen people you know are like they're tired and they're just acting crazy but it, it's a lot of fun uh that's the things that you'll remember after these for sure, for sure. after these years are done so for you guys as you are making your way through this season what has been the biggest thing that you and not just this season, but Blake, for the last couple of years, what has been the biggest thing that you have learned or taken or appreciate uh, about Coach Meckelberg? Oh, man, I appreciate him so much. Like, um, growing up, I've had my dad as my coach all the way up until college, and that's been great. Like, he knows how to push my buttons. He's a very um, emotional coach, like, puts his heart and soul into it. But coming into college and having Coach Drew, he's he's a very analytical guy like he he knows the numbers um he's he has a bunch of plays for us so just having somebody that's that structured has been great like we're we're always well prepared for each game um he scouts every team like very in depth so he has a great scouting report and i would say the main thing that he's helped teach me outside of basketball um these past few years is probably just that it's a game don't let a game affect how like you live your life outside of it so just not allowing uh the bad the bad games and the bad days to like negatively affect everything else in your life mm -hmm. just kind of to isolate it and you like care about it when you're playing it but to to isolate it for afterwards is probably the biggest thing he's taught me now what are you guys studying oh go ahead Braden, if you're going to say something well i was just going to say some real quick about coach drew too is like I've only been here um, for a semester and it's been a short time, but like coach Drew is very good on like the, the personal aspect. Like after a game, he, his office is always open. If you want to go watch film and he sat down with both of us, just one-on-one -on -one, talking about the game, talking about our roles on the team, watching film and going through it. And he's very like um, willing to like 
thrive in that side of building relationships. So he's been great. I got to talk to him back in episode three, I believe. And he really seems to love coaching. I mean, he loves the, the strategy, the teaching aspect of it. He just seems to eat it up and he he's busy because he's also the athletic director, but it seems like he really loves it and spends a lot of extra time probably that no one sees, you know, studying and learning and growing himself as a coach. So, sure. um, yeah, I was curious what you guys are studying. I'm, I'm studying business right now and I'm focusing on management and finance. Yeah. I'm business as well. And then I'm emphasizing in management, accounting and finance. Fantastic. Well, you certainly have some time, Blake, but is there any ideas that you have floating around for what you're going to do after this next year? Well, just kind of going through my head right now, I've done an internship at the company my dad works for and like our family friends own it. Um, I've done an internship there in the finance department the last two summers. So I've kind of integrated into that. I've known how it works and they've expressed interest in hiring me afterwards. So Awesome. That's kind of where my head's at right now, but yeah. who knows? Like the future could change. What have you guys taken from your experiences in basketball, whether it's high school, college, that you think translates into the real world and in, in life and in business for the future? I'd say like the leadership aspect is like the biggest, like being captain of, of different teams and just learning how to work as a team. Like people, that's like the generic answer, but people don't understand like how beneficial it is to know how to effectively work together and accomplish something. So in sports, that's the main basis of it. And in life and at work, um, it goes the same way, working together with different people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would add, like, that's the best example, the leadership aspect of it, but also just working through adversity, like playing in basketball, that things aren't going to go your way and you have to figure out how to get through them. So bringing that into the workspace as well when something doesn't go the way you expect it, like just being able to work through that is probably another thing. And you just have bad days sometimes, right? Like no matter how good you are or how much time you practice, sometimes the ball is just not going through the hoop. And that also happens in life. Sometimes stuff is out of your control and how do you handle it? How do you handle the adversity? And, and yeah, it's, I, I just love that aspect. I think that that's one of the reasons why I've continued. I mean, I just love basketball, but continued to coach and be involved in the game, uh, you know, with, um, Sacramento Adventist Academy where I'm at here is because it's so beneficial to all the kids that that are coming through and and um, yeah you can tell I think someone that has played sports by you, you're not as easily phased when something happens right because you've been through a really heated moment already probably dozens or hundreds of times if you've played all the way through college so yeah, when you sure. think about kids that are watching this including my team here in Sacramento, a middle school team. We got our first game today. What advice do you have for your fellow Adventist basketball players that, you know, you've been in their shoes, whether it was middle school, high school, what advice do you have for them as they continue on their basketball journey? And, and, you know, what, what advice do you have to help them get to the next level? If that's something that they want to do. I mean, I would say something that's helped me is just like trying your hardest, always putting your best into it, which means like putting in those hours outside of practice and to study the game either by watching it or going out in your driveway and putting up shots or just practicing dribbling, just putting in that extra work to get yourself the most prepared. And then in regards to being an Adventist Hooper specifically, like just um, 
holding yourself to that standard of uh, on the court of just like upholding Jesus's like attitude and like what he would do on the court and just being kind to everybody and um, just showing all your opponents like, oh, there's something different about this guy, you know, or this, this girl, like, like just, just showing that through your play style and outside of the court as well. Yeah, that's really key and important. And to go along with that, what I would say is just have fun because we play, we spend too much time and we play too much basketball to not enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So just fall in love with the game, focus on your craft and just like focus on the little things and have fun doing it. And that's positive attitude will go a long way. Great advice. Great advice. One last question for you guys. Well, maybe two. Um, as you think about your lives and how integral basketball has been, what would you say, how, what does basketball mean to you? It's a great question. Yeah, I'll go. Basketball has just meant so much to me. Um, it's helped me build lifelong relationships with teammates, coaches, and just, it's just been a part of my life. And I don't, I honestly don't know where I'd be without it. And it's been, it's been important, you know, to have a life balance, keep God first, family and friends, but having basketball right along the way, just throughout life has just been amazing. I mean, it's impacted my life in more ways than I can mention, but it's just been a great. Yeah, I would say basketball to me is a passion. It's a lifestyle, like it affects everything. It's just been, it's been great to learn life lessons through it, to get those relationships with my now lifelong friends through playing basketball with them. Um, it's been nice to just have basketball as a rock. Like you can always count on it. You can always go shoot in the gym, get some shots up, clear your head if you've had a bad day. It's it's never going to waver. It'll always be there for you. So it's just a nice like backbone to rely on. Well said. Uh, you guys have any suggestions for Adventist Hoops? Any any ideas you want to lay on me? I think any any doing, feedback. I think you're doing a great job. I I'm not on Instagram anymore, so I haven't seen the most recent stuff. But Braden shows me, and mm -hmm. it, like your page has grown dramatically, which yeah. is awesome. It's it's nice to see. I would say I remember when Adventist Hoops was at ten followers. And I saw it and I was just like, what is this? But then we talked and I was like, okay, I remember good family friends go way back. And then to see Adventist Hoops go from 10 followers to I looked at it this morning, like 1,300 followers, like just to see people, just like the love for Adventist basketball and just how it's grown. I've, I've loved seeing that. And then one thing I did want to say on this podcast was that people don't always know this, but the runner of Adventist Hoops... Mr. Dustin Com is one of the better Adventist basketball players out there. So not everybody knows that. Not about me. Thanks. Thanks a lot, you guys. I appreciate your, uh, your feedback there. <clears throat> Shout out Todd Essex, Detroit Lions, playoff bound. Exciting. Oh. Mm -hmm. Hey, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, nothing but the best to you guys for the rest of the way in your season. Thank you. Thanks for thank having me. Thank you. Us.